Good evening. Thank you for being a part of our Bible study tonight, whether you're watching online or watching in person there in the sanctuary. Uh, you may or may not have heard that uh, myself and Jonathan and Lisa were potentially exposed to COVID on Sunday night as we gathered to watch the Super Bowl party. Uh, I want to stress that we're doing fine. We're, we're all feeling fine, not having any problems. And we do plan to go get tested either Thursday or Friday uh, just to be sure and to find out where we stand in that regard. So we're trying to quarantine right now, follow the safety protocols and all of that kind of thing. So that's why I'm recording this. Uh, for those of you that are in the sanctuary, I'm recording this uh, because I didn't feel like I needed to be there uh, and perhaps spread something to you as well. So I just want to stress we're all doing fine and we're grateful for that. Now tonight, our study focuses on the fruit of the, of the Spirit, but we're especially going to focus on the fruit of peace, which is kind of ironic, kind of an interesting thing if you think about it. Maybe it's just divine timing uh, that in the week that we're dealing with all of this regarding COVID that we're going to be talking about the fruit of peace. I want to begin with just the definition of peace. Uh, the word peace simply means freedom from disturbance or freedom from tra or, or, or tranquility in our lives. Being at peace is basically the opposite of experiencing anxiety. It's, it's the opposite of being stressed. It's, it's a lack of stress, a lack of anxiety. You know, I googled the word peace and I was fascinated to find out that there were 1,360,000,000 results when I googled simply the word peace. A lot is being said these days and these pandemic days about peace and the lack thereof. I want to begin by talking about the lack of peace. And I want you to go with me to the Old Testament book of Job. That's the book right before Psalms, the Old Testament book of Job. Uh, Job describes what his life is like without peace. Job chapter 3 is where we're going. If you can find that Old Testament book of Job chapter 3, you can find that text in your Bible because this is a verse that maybe you want to mark in your Bible. And so Job chapter 3, beginning in verse 25, here's what Job said. Job said, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. Isn't that interesting? The loss of his family, the loss of his wealth, the loss of his health. Job said, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. Some of you could say that about COVID or about something happening in your family. Some of you know what that's like. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened. But then look what he says in verse 26. Job gives us an assessment of his life. And he says, I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. If you know Job's story, you probably understand his transparent assessment of his life. I wonder, though, if those words might describe your life too. Look at the three no's that are in this text. Job talks about no peace, no quietness, no rest. And then he says this, but only turmoil. The word turmoil there has the idea of commotion or restlessness and rage. It's the idea that there's nothing right happening in your life at the moment. Everything seems to be wrong. Sometimes we have those experiences, don't we? Sometimes we have those experiences where 
we lose that sense of peace and it's only turmoil in our family. We lose that sense of peace and it's only turmoil in our home. We lose that sense of peace and there's only turmoil inside of us. And that's what Job described. In other words, this lack of peace in Job's life was manifesting itself in many ways. See if this sounds familiar because I've, over the years I've seen people who have struggled with this turmoil. And, and these are the kind of things that happen in their lives. Sleepless nights filled with tossing and turning. Fear that you can't seem to shake. A mind and body that is in, seems to be in perpetual motion. Memories that imprison you and trouble you. Just this sense of hopelessness. Or maybe just that general and horrible sense of being out of control. Job says, I have no peace, no quietness, no rest, but only turmoil. Buried in the midst of all that Job had lost was that sense that something vital was missing. Something was seriously wrong. Not in the world, but in him. In Him. Now, your name doesn't have to be Job to understand what that feels like. You don't have to experience all of the losses that He experienced to know what that feels like. Is there only turmoil in your life right now? Would that be the two words that you use to describe your life? Only turmoil. Would that that be the two words that would be most descriptive of your heart or maybe of your home right now? Only turmoil. No peace, no quietness, no rest. You know, divorce can do that, can it? It can bring us to that place of no peace, no quietness, no rest. A bad report from the doctor can do that also, can it? No peace, no quietness, no rest. Losing your job can certainly do that. Or losing someone that you love can do that. And certainly COVID can do that as well. Just three days ago, USA Today had an article, and in that article, they had a statement that that I thought was uh, very foreboding. Let me just read the little paragraph to you. This is from USA Today. It said, if the second wave of COVID-19 spreading across the nation is not cause enough for fear and grief and uncertainty in the hearts and minds of Americans... There is a hidden, equally devastating, potentially just as deadly, third wave that desperately needs to be addressed. Now, now, I'm going to tell you what they say that third wave is in just a moment, but think about this. They said the second wave of COVID, of course, has been devastating. We all are aware of that. But according to USA Today, they said there is an equally devastating and perhaps equally deadly third wave that's coming our way. And here's what what they say that third wave is. I quote, It is the mental health crisis ravaging communities, especially young children and adolescents. According to that article and other studies that I've read, depression is on the rise, anxiety is on the rise, substance abuse is on the rise, suicide rates are on the rise. So many things in life can stress us and scare us and scar us and sometimes even sink us. There is no peace, no quietness, no rest, only turmoil. So that's why tonight's study is so relevant. 
It's why it's so timely. What I want to do is go to Galatians chapter 5. If you'll turn to that New Testament book. In Galatians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. We've been looking at that for the last several weeks. And tonight he tells us about that fruit that only God can produce called peace. Look at how he says it here in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of being connected to the Spirit, the fruit of knowing God, if you will, is love, joy, peace. The Greek word for peace there is arene. And it literally means peace of mind or tranquility. The Apostle Paul said, the fruit of knowing God, the fruit of the Holy Spirit living in you, is this peace of mind. It is this tranquility that is within because of your relationship with God. Now, Paul is referring to an inner peace. That inner peace that we so desperately need. And I want to describe that peace to you tonight from a biblical perspective. So if you have something to take notes with, I'm going to give you a lot of Bible verses and, and three points that I want you to take down about this inner peace that comes from the fruit of the Spirit or our relationship with God. The first thing I want you to notice is this. The fruit of peace starts with being at peace with God. Let me say that one more time. The fruit of the Spirit starts with being at peace with God. Go over to the right and find the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. Here's what the Bible says, Colossians 1.19. For God was pleased to have all fullness dwell in Him, that is in Jesus, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, and listen to this, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. Don't miss that point. By making peace through His blood shed on the cross. You see, we cannot experience peace on our own. We can't have that inner sense of tranquility on our own. It comes about through our relationship with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now, now Paul explains this even further in the book of Ephesians. If you go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Ephesians 2, 13 through verse 17. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. There's that reference again. You brought, you've been brought near or close to God through the blood of Christ. And then he says in verse 14, For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in His flesh the law with His commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in Himself one new man out of, out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which He put to death their hostility. And watch verse 17. He came and preached peace to those who were far away and peace to those who are near. The Apostle Paul is very clear that we could not possibly experience peace from God until we have peace with God. Paul says it in these words, For He Himself is our peace, Jesus. He Himself is our peace. And friend, you'll never know peace from God until you are at peace 
with God. Your life will always be in turmoil until you are at peace with God. That's the first step. And Jesus' death on the cross purchased our salvation and makes possible our peace. Now, the second thing I want you to see is this. The fruit of peace is an unexplainable peace. In my, if my peace comes from what's going on around me, if my peace comes from how good life is and how wonderful my marriage is and all of those kind of things, how secure my job is, if my peace is only based on that, then I'm going to have problems, aren't I? Because eventually there's going to be some situations that are beyond my control. But look what Paul says in the book of Philippians. Go over to the right. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, verse 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And when you do that, he says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding. That's our second point. The fruit of of peace is an unexplainable peace. Paul talks here about the peace of God. It's the peace of knowing that my life is in God's hands. It is the peace of knowing that when I put my trust in Jesus, when He died on the cross for my sin, and I put my trust in, in Jesus, that... Now I have a relationship with God. And because of that, because I have peace with God, I can also experience the peace of God. Now don't miss that. This doesn't mean that I I won't have problems sometimes. It doesn't mean that I won't have trials. It doesn't mean that I won't get COVID. But it does mean that there can be a quiet confidence within Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the people around me, regardless of the things that are happening, there can be a peace that comes from God because I know that my life is in His hands. See, the Bible says that this, in verse 7, that this peace transcends all understanding. In other words, this is really beyond human comprehension. This is really beyond uh, what you and I could, could figure out. It's having peace when it doesn't make sense to have peace. Have you ever had that? Have you ever experienced that? Having peace when it doesn't make sense to have peace? Uh, The NIV, uh, in my study Bible, there's a note on the bottom, and here's what the note says. It's the opposite of anxiety. It is the the tranquility that comes when the believer commits all of his cares to God in prayer and worries about them no more. It's the opposite of anxiety, committing all of my worries to God all of my concerns to God, and worries about them no more. You see, when you lose your job because the company was bought out, you can still have peace. I remember that very thing happening to someone that I know. Uh, His wife lost his job, and as I talked to him about that, here's his response. He says, I've got a real peace about it. I'm not worried about it. The company his wife worked for was bought out. She lost her job, but yet they still had peace. Because they still had the relationship with God. I want you to understand that. That is the peace of God. That is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Having control in our lives. And I like the words that Paul uses here when he says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard. That is a big word. 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God is not just made available, but the Apostle Paul said, this peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. It will guard the two key areas of your life. Your heart, which represents your feeling, and your mind, which represents your thinking. Paul says you can have peace in such a way that it's beyond human understanding and it is beyond human reasoning. So he says, here's how you do it. Go back to verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, I've got four questions to ask you about that phrase. Present your request to God. Let me ask you four questions. Can you think of anyone bigger to present your request to? Can you think of anyone wiser to present your request to? Can you think of anyone more loving to present your request to? Can you think of anyone stronger to present your request to? That's why Paul said, if you will present your request to God, because you have a relationship with Him, He's your Heavenly Father. If you present your request to God, the peace of God, if you really surrender to Him, the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We have a large wooden sign that hangs in our bedroom. And it's a simple message, but it's a beautiful sign. It's big, large letters, four, four words painted on this wooden sign. And the four words are this, be still and know. That hangs in our bedroom, be still and know. Of course, that's based on Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. There are some times when you have to do that. Sometimes when you have to pause, sometimes you have to, to focus again that your life really is in God's hands. Sometimes you have to be still and know. And that is when you begin to experience the fruit of peace. And it is a peace beyond human understanding. Now, the third thing I want you to get is this. The fruit of peace is different from the world's peace. It's very different from the world's peace because this is a peace that comes from God. Look in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. John, chapter 14, Jesus is speaking, and in verse 27, this is what He says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, I can give you what the world could never give you. My peace. Not the world's peace. Jesus said, I want to give you my peace. So, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You see, God's peace is very different from the world's peace. God's peace is not found in positive thinking. God's peace is not found in the absence of conflict. God's peace is not found in, in simply good feelings about what's happening around us. God's peace is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ, a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I was thinking this today about Luke 19 where Jesus is approaching Jerusalem for the final time before his crucifixion. And the Bible says, Luke 19:41, as Jesus approached Jer- Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. You did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. If you had only known what would bring you peace. As he, as he stood outside Jerusalem looking at that beautiful city, he began to weep because he recognized they could have had peace. And they missed it. You see, we experience unnecessary stress because we try to handle life on our own. We experience unnecessary pain because we try to carry the load by ourselves. We experience unnecessary emptiness because we're trying to, lie, for, trying to make sense of life without God. Jesus said, if you only knew what I could do for you, if you only knew the peace that I could provide. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace with others. I don't know if you remember the sermon that I preached this past Sunday for those of you that were there or were watching online. But this past Sunday, I I talked about Jesus forgiving an immoral woman. And the very last thing He said to her were these words. Go in peace. Go in peace. She had been made right with God. She had a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Her sins had been forgiven. Her life was now in God's hands. And Jesus could say to her, I believe with a smile on His face, go in peace. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is very different from the world's peace. I want you to be able to go in peace too. By recognizing your life is in God's hands. Do you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? That's where it starts. Do you truly have a relationship with God through uh, through Jesus Christ? Or is your life more defined by what Job said? I have no rest. I have no quietness. I have no peace. Only turmoil. Maybe tonight's the night for you to say, God, come into my heart. I want to know God personally. I want to know you personally. Come into my life. And when you do that, then regardless of whatever happens in your life, you can know peace because you know God. I want to close with a a song by Bethel. It's called Peace. I'm not going to sing it for you, but the words of the song are very powerful. It says, When my mind is like a battlefield and my heart is overcome by fear, my hope seems like a ship that's lost at sea. My enemy's on every side and I'm tempted to run and hide. Your gentle whisper reaches out to me. Peace holds me when I'm broken. Sweet peace that passes understanding. When the whole wide world is crashing down and I fall to my knees and I will breathe in your peace. I hope you can do that tonight. If your whole world is crashing down around you, just fall to your knees and turn to the one who has promised to give you peace. Let's pray to Him right now. Father, we... Thank You for this Word and the promise and the hope that is found there. Most of all, we're grateful 
that you can give us peace through Jesus Christ. And I pray for those that are watching and those that are present at the sanctuary. Uh, God, if, if there's anyone there and they don't yet know you as Savior, may this be the time when they finally surrender, when they finally say yes. And for those of you who, those who are saved, Father, I pray, may you help them in their life of turmoil to turn to you, to trust in you, to lean on you, and may they find peace that passes human understanding. And we thank you for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.